When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Okay, we have to keep the Canty just exclaiming, ah, in the background. That's a drop. We're keeping that sucker. No doubt. Why are we keeping that? Because it's, it's just a natural reaction when you hear about some something that you would like to partake in. I, yes. I don't think that's... That's that's not extraordinary in any way. Now, I when you said Candy and Carlin in for ourselves on our own radio show, yeah, listen, that was if, damn if impressive. We're, if we're keeping that, we're keeping the other one. That's all I'm saying. We're going to oh even up God. the here score here. Here we go. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance, Series XM Channel 80, on your smart speakers. I'm Chris Carlin. He is Christopher Canty. Good afternoon, Mr. Canty. No no middle name today? No, wasn't feeling it. lazy. Don't want to know. Not lazy, not lazy. Yeah. Don't want to force it. Don't want to force you, it. I thought you were going to go with Christopher Arthur Canty today. I, you know, I wasn't going to go on Arthur because of Arthur Blank, and you certainly got upset when I went Christopher Ursay Canty the other day. You were not happy about the owner thing. Well, I just want you to be consistent. I may not like it, but it makes for great entertainment on our radio show. So in the interest of, you know, acquiescing or appeasing our audience, I, I thought you would go with Christopher Arthur Canty. Christopher Van Dam Canty, how you doing? Uh, um, listen, I'm about to roundhouse kick you if you don't go with Christopher Arthur Canty. <laughs> Fine, it's Arthur. You got Thank it. Thank you. Christopher Arthur Canty. And it's funny that it would be Arthur because Arthur is where we are starting. It is in Arthur Blank and his comments yesterday and Lamar Jackson responding to them on Twitter. Let's get you caught up first of all. Arthur Blank at the owners' meetings yesterday said he's an incredible player, dynamic player. This is a different situation than it was with Deshaun Watson last year. The way that he plays, I don't know how viable it is for the long term to be able to stay healthy considering how much contact he uh, has. Now, that caught Lamar Jackson's attention. And if you notice, he's starting to get a little crankier lately. And yeah. I understand he got a cranky pants on, is what he's got. And here's the tweets from last night. Lamar Jackson, I don't remember me sitting out on my guys week one against the Jets to week 12 against the Broncos. How come all of a sudden I sit out because of money in which I could have gotten hurt at any time within that time frame? When we know the Super Bowl has been on my mind since April of 2018, let's get real. I'd rather have a 100% PCL than go out there and play horrible, forcing myself to put my guys in a bad situation. Now, that's selfish to me. Well, Kenty, I, I am very happy that he directly said that Yeah, because I've been getting tired of saying that, and I know you have too. No, you're right. I think Lamar may have gone a bridge too far in saying that he was selfless by deciding to sit out rather than being selfish and playing because we all know he doesn't want to jeopardize f further injury in an, an off season where he's scheduled to get the bag or the franchise tag. So I, that part of it, I'm not necessarily buying. It doesn't pass the smell test. But overall, the sentiment is exactly correct. Lamar has been 
a selfless player. There were people, including yours truly, that were saying that Lamar shouldn't take the field last year because he had no financial guarantees beyond 2022. It was his fifth-year option season. Most functional franchises don't let quarterbacks go into a year where there's no guaranteed money beyond that season. Why? Because the quarterback is too important to the team's overall success. And the last thing you want to do as a franchise is make that guy feel insecure about his position, his status, because he has to be an extension of the coaching staff, the front office, and dare I say, ownership. But the fact that the Baltimore Ravens had let it get this far down the line with Lamar Jackson is a testament to the dysfunction that's been happening in that franchise since they transitioned from Ozzie Newsom being the general manager to Eric DaCosta being the GM. Well, here's Rob Nikovich this morning, ESPN NFL analyst on Get Up, who thinks that Lamar needs to, you know, stop. Lamar, stop tweeting and stop putting three letters out there, PCO. Just don't even talk about the injury in the past. Don't even talk about your PCL because these teams, when you start bringing it back up, they're like, well, he had a PCL. He's even talking about his PCL. He'd rather have a 100% PCL. What was it? 75% PCL? Like, stop tweeting about the injury stuff. Like, please, because that is what these teams hold against every player. Any type of history of injury, they're going to hold it against you. And I, and you just li- listen to Arthur talk about the injury history and not being there. Like That is the stuff that these teams and these owners want to hold against the players. So if I was in Lamar's corner, if I was with his group, I'd say, Lamar, tweet all you want. Don't bring up anything about any injury. Anything. No PCL, no ACL, no ankle, nothing. See, at this point, though, I would tell Lamar to just put the phone down. I, I don't know what it's serving him at all. To communicate publicly, period, at the moment. I don't think in any way, Canty, it's going to help move the situation forward, and that has to be the most important thing. Well, I would disagree with that because him going public with uh, how he felt about the Ravens and his trade request early in March, I do think does move the conversation forward. So I, I... I'm with you. I think there's sometimes Lamar teeters into that territory of overshare, but that's the era that we live in when it comes to this generation of athletes. So I'm not going to clutch my pearls based on what he said and talking about the PCL or other injuries that he's had in his past because, Carlin, the one thing that you and I know is that this ain't about the PCL injury. This ain't about any injuries at all, no matter what Arthur Blank might try to lead people to believe. This is about owners not wanting to give guaranteed contracts to players because they don't want to change their business model. They're looking at what the Washington Commanders are about to go for, north of $6 billion. They're looking at what the Denver Broncos went for, $4.65 billion, and thinking about the growth that's happened in the league over the course of the last two decades. Why would you do anything to, to change the trajectory of what your business is doing? You wouldn't. But this guaranteed contract business, when it comes to the better players in your league, that can upset the apple cart. And that's why the owners are fighting so hard to send a clear message to the rest of the players in the National Football League that might come knocking on their GM's door asking for a guaranteed deal. That's what this is about. It ain't about the injuries, because let me tell you something. The Atlanta Falcons were in on the Deshaun Watson conversation, and Deshaun Watson has had, count them, three torn ACLs. Forget about play style. Don't talk to me about play style. If a guy's had three torn ACLs in his football career, you have to be concerned about injuries and his availability moving forward. It didn't seem to deter the Atlanta Falcons for wanting to go after Deshaun. So so why should the Atlanta Falcons be deterred about Lamar Jackson? I, that's the be. part that doesn't make any sense to me. So the whole injury business 
is just a veil that the NFL owners are trying to use to cover their true motivation, which is we don't want to give out guaranteed contracts. We want fans to continue to believe that we're willing to do whatever it takes to win, but behind the scenes, what fans don't know is that this is the line we won't cross when it comes to trying to do everything we can to win. Okay, that's fine, but a couple of things here. Number one, we don't know that him coming out the other day and saying he demanded a trade has moved anything forward yet. I mean, we don't know that at all. He hasn't gotten an offer yet, as far as well, we know. Well, it moves the story forward because we know Lamar is not going back to play for the Baltimore Ravens. Well, listen, there have also been reports out there that he was negotiating with the Ravens within the last week. So, I don't I Listen, I get it from Lamar. I expect that he's not going to be back with the Ravens. That's fine. But I also don't know what talking publicly about all of this right now does to benefit Lamar. And that's all I care about. If I'm Lamar, well, How didn't does we this just benefit hear, me? Well, didn't we just hear the first general manager and Chris Ballard come out and say, when you have a player this special, that you have to do your due diligence? Have we heard a general manager say that about Lamar to this point? Yeah, well, no. Exactly. That's that happened why we, right after Lamar said he requested a trade early March. So that's what I'm saying. Right. When he put, we went to social media and said he requested a trade, Lamar, that's what I'm talking about and when stop. I mean... That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying move the story forward. That's what I mean. We don't we don't think he's going to go back and play for Baltimore. And a team that's in the quarterback business that has a top five pick said they're doing their due diligence on the player. I fat handed you there. Yeah, you did. Sorry. It happens. It happens. I got fat hands. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Did you know, Mr. Canty, that our good friends from Vivid Seats want to remind you that baseball is back? You can swing into the season with tickets to all the action. Plus, the basketball and hockey, oh, that's heating up. Now's a great time to experience a game. Vivid Seats, proud to be the official ticketing partner of ESPN. From on the glass to in the stands, Vivid Seats has great ticket prices to all the games every crack of the bat every dribble down the court catch it all with vivid seats download the app or visit vividseats.com today vivid seats life happens live sounds like aaron Rodgers and the jets are committed to one another there's only one issue with that the green bay packers have not agreed to a trade to be honest i got nothing on that one guys this takes two to tango so we respect the process and uh whenever it gets done it'll get done we can wait we have got a receiver that he's familiar with we have got a play caller whom i saw aaron effusively praise nathaniel hackett how good of a relationship he has with him so right we can wait you're not getting number one I don't believe waiting really helps anybody right now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And Canty, yes, we forge on. America held hostage. You know, those things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 79. Here we are. Day 79. Canty. I'm, is I'm he still fo- holding America hostage, though, or are the Green Bay Packers holding America hostage? As long as I have to talk about this, he's holding me hostage. Wow. <laughs> this started with him, so he's holding me hostage. I okay. think that's fair. And I, if nothing else, am America. That, that I think, is also fair. You're, you're the voice of the people? I think so. Okay. Canty, here's the issue, all right? The Green Bay Packers are benefited the most by waiting here 
for a little while to get it past June 1st because that would help their cap even more. Now, it doesn't appear to be any rush. The last thing that the Packers want is Aaron Rodgers back. Mm -hmm. The upside has made his, uh, you know, his wants known publicly and still don't have their quarterback in place. And they, in essence, are being held hostage by this situation overall. Mm-hmm. I have reached a point, I'm getting very close to it at the very least, that I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for the Jets to go and lay down a deadline. Hey, we need to get this done within the next two to three days because we need to move on if this is not going to happen because the Jets need him in their building they need him getting acquainted with everything they do the longer that this plays out i think the more it hurts the jets a deadline of this is our deal take it or leave it benefits the jets and it doesn't necessarily help the green bay packers at all here's the problem with that proposition if you move on what are you moving to well, the that's Jets the guy don't we really were just have a about. viable alternative other than Aaron Rodgers. They've essentially put all their eggs in the Rodgers basket. Now, you and I both agree that they should make a run at Lamar Jackson, but they sound like they're unwilling to go down that road. So, big fella, I, I, I'm with you. I would like to get this wrapped up, put in a nice little bow sooner rather than later. But if you're in a situation that the Jets are in, beggars can't be choosers. You're at the mercy of the Green Bay Packers in the timeline that they want to get something done. Now, what would give me optimism if I'm in that front office or if I'm a Jets fan is that the Packers have an incentive to do the deal too, which is to be able to add draft capital to potentially acquire players that can help Jordan Love in his first year as the full-time starter. Because every GM wants to be right about his pick at quarterback. And Jordan Love was handpicked by Brian Gutekunst, so much so that he created a lot of tension with the organization's relationship with Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers went on to win back-to-back MVPs right after Jordan Love was drafted. So if you're Gutekunst, in order to support the decision that you made back in 2020 and to do everything to make yourself look right about when you're pulling the plug on a legendary quarterback for that franchise— The only move to make is to deal Rodgers before the draft so you can acquire picks and players that can help Jordan Love. That's the only thing that makes sense. Canty, what's interesting to me is that reportedly right now, the holdup seems to be something with the Jets. They don't have to give up the 13th pick in this year's draft. We have established that. So what's been out there is it's a second-round pick this year and a conditional second-round pick next year that would become a first-round pick depending on Rodgers, what the production level is, what the Jets do this season, what happens for them overall. Yeah. The Jets, though, seem to want something back in case Rodgers decides to walk away after this season. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't get to hedge if you're the Jets. And I'm with I'm with the Packers on this one. You don't get to hedge. You want Aaron Rodgers, you're getting Aaron Rodgers. You know he's taking it from year to year. That's your business in terms of making it an environment where he might want to come back in 2024. The onus, the accountability on that front to continue to recruit him once he's in your building, 
That's on you, Joe Douglas and Rob Sala and Woody That Johnson. sounds like a you problem. That is a you problem. You know what you're getting when you're going after this dude. He's 39 years old. He'll be 40 before the end of the season. That's on you. Don't try to don't try to hedge with the compensation coming back to me. So I'm with the Packers on that front. Like, listen, we'll give you, we'll take the second round pick and a conditional two next year that can turn into a one based on playtime this year, based on wins this year for the Jets, or based on Aaron Rodgers coming back to play in 2024. If any of those three things happen, if you get over a certain amount of wins, if he gets over a certain amount of snaps, or you're talking about him coming back and playing in 2024, give me my first round. Give me the give me the first round pick in 2024. Give me that graduation from the second round pick in 2024 to a first round pick in 2024. That seems like it's fair, and if the Jets are unwilling to go there, th- then I'm not sure that they are committed to trying to do all they can to take advantage of having Rodgers on their team this year. Well, here's what you do. To me, if you're the Jets, you're not going to get that protection from the Packers, which I understand them wanting, and I more than understand the Packers not wanting to give. Yeah. Let's just flatten this deal out. Two second-round picks. One this year, one next year. No. No. Because here's the thing. If I, if, what if are you the give Packers going to do? Well, here's the thing. If you give me a second-round pick... And then you, you you win the Super Bowl. I'm just supposed to take another second round pick in 2024. I gave yeah, you a quarterback. I'm not giving you, you I gave Two you a quarterback that you win. I gave you a quarterback and you went and won the Super Bowl. I, I need something more. All right. Well, I tell you what. Then make it just that we win the Super Bowl. It's a first round pick. Listen, my point is simply you, there shouldn't be conditions on your side only benefiting you. And then I'm screwed if this nut bar walks away. Well, if he That's walks away, well, if he walks away after one year, this is the this is the road you went down. You started recruiting a player knowing that he could walk away after a year. Well, wow. he's been going year to year since since he got the brand new deal. Since well, Jordan so Love was drafted, and he's so been at the going very least year. at the very least then. Two second round picks for one year of Rodgers, and if they don't, well, win, give me the two second round picks this year. Well, that's give me the two second. Well, give me the two second round picks this year. Then, if that's what you want to do, give me the two twos this year because a two, the two twos this year is worth more than a two this year and a two next year. Give me if that's if that's the hill you want to die on. Give me the two second round picks this year because you got two of them, and then we'll call it a day. Done. There it is. Done. Sold. We figured it out. Listen, I'm fat, I'm bald, I'm bearded, I'm as good as Joe Douglas. The only reason you like this is because you get to have dinner at Tatiana's on me because there's no first-round pick included in the deal. It's the only reason you're on board with this. Mm, it's not true. Yeah, you're it's, a bad a, guy. it's a nice you're benefit, a bad guy. but it's you're not true. Guy. You're a bad guy. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Are you new? You just figured this out. I'll, uh, I'll say this. The short rib pastrami at Tatiana's, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah it's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. I don't mind paying for that. <laughs> All right, listen, there's no prices on that menu. Just give me a ballpark. Am I in the four figures for a dinner for four? No, 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 no. Not in the four figures. Am I in what, the high threes? You're, you're, probably talk, you're probably talking about $100 per person. Oh, well, that's not, I mean, that's workable. But that's my point. It's good. It, it, and it's good. All right. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. I can just see Canty going down that wine list right now. He's not drinking the cheap stuff, I guarantee you. No screw tops coming out. We will get to more of Aaron Rodgers next with Kimberly Martin, who, of course, is the voice of reason. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Looks like the end might be near. For one NFL legend, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joins us. Kimberly, Canty, and Carlin, appreciate the time. Are you already out of the Arizona sun? Dude, where have you been? I got back from Phoenix. I'm on two hours of sleep. I just left. The, the studio. Um, oh, man. So I've been, I've been working. Clearly, you weren't watching me on TV today. Yeah, he wasn't, but I was, Kmart. And man, yeah. I say Thank the you. nails and the Jays were in midseason form. I got to co-sign what Greeny said this morning. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's just a fair I assumption to make all the time. Her nails and Jays are always going to be in midseason form. Nah, they were extra special <laughs> today. You had to see it to understand what I'm talking about, Carlin. But see, uh, Kmart being on Get Up, Kmart being on TV is appointment television for me. It might not be for you, big fella, but it is for me. Gee, that's, now you just put me in a bad spot. Kimberly, let's start with Lamar and him tweeting last yeah. night. Uh, he certainly seems to be getting a little bit frustrated on this. What do you make of uh, the very yeah. latest from him last night? You know what? Um, and hopefully you can hear me because I'm in an Uber right now. But the the thing with him tweeting, it's so it's so different from what we're used to seeing from Lamar because he, like you said, doesn't have an agent. We've talked about he doesn't have an agent. So a lot of these negotiations, everything's been sort of behind the scenes. Not much information for the past years come out until very recently. And Lamar is always a, you know, a bright, sunny guy. He doesn't seem to let a lot of things bother him. But now he's coming out to defend himself and I don't blame him honestly being in Arizona listening to the statements that were made I was frustrated for him because a lot of owners head coaches GMs were talking out of both sides of their mouth a lot of them saying this guy is a top tier quarterback one of the best in the NFL and yet dot 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 but we're not interested or we've got our guy or we we're good with the three quarterbacks that we have so I understand why he's frustrated 
it is a departure from what we've seen, which is why it, the, the tweets now um, seem they're making a lot of news. And I was standing right behind John Harbaugh when he was trade and all that stuff. So this week, Lamar has dominated the NFL news cycle based on his Twitter account. Kmar, we know the Baltimore Ravens was one of the teams that Odell Beckham Jr. was reportedly supposed to meet with out in Arizona this week at the owners' meeting. Can you tell us a little bit about the team's interest in him and OBJ's interest with the Baltimore Ravens? Is that contingent on Lamar Jackson being their quarterback? What, what more do you have on that front? So I, I think it's fair to assume that if you're dealing with the Baltimore Ravens, like if you're a free agent, you do want to have some idea of what the quarterback situation is. I don't think it rests only on that. I will say that from what I'm hearing, the sense I'm getting is that the Ravens are would be a long shot. Um, but he did come out to Phoenix. He did, um, you know, he obviously shook hands with Kevin Stefanski, his former coach. He hugged, he was spotted hugging Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, um, and talking to Joe Douglas. Giants are obviously interested. You know, he did talk to Les Snead, the Rams. Um, so there, there are enough teams that are interested in him. I would think, though, at least if I'm a Jets fan, I feel like Odell, back in New York, but wearing green and white, makes mm. the most sense. Um, because if I'm the Jets, if I'm going to, at this point, like, go all in. Like, you're going to go all in with Aaron Rodgers. You might as well get, you're going to have Brees back off of injury. you got Garrett Wilson. you got studs uh, on defense, young studs. Adding an Odell Beckham, he may not be the same guy because of the knee injuries, but he's still a playmaker and he's still somebody that you have to a defense has to account for, which only is going to open up things more for other guys. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Kimberly, where do we stand right now? How close is it to Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and the Jets getting it done? And how did I know where you were going with this? St- stunning, I know. And, really off the um, board with that I- question. <laughs> and honestly, if I, well, it'd be easier for me to give you a lot of numbers than, than for me to tell you exactly when this Aaron Rodgers thing is going to All right, well, happen. let me ask um, you this question. When then does the patience on one side or the other, and really to me that's more of the Jets, when does that start to wane a little bit? So here's the thing. I actually, you know, I'm a former Jets beat writer, so I actually, I've seen this team for a lot of years. Um, I'm not, I actually don't think there's as much pressure on them as people are making out to. I understand that the Packers hold leverage technically and that they're the ones that have to trade Aaron Rodgers away. The draft is clearly going to be an inflection point. I would, I would think that Green Bay would not want to let April come and go and, and miss an opportunity to get draft capital right now for this season. Um, could they? Yeah, they could. Another, if it doesn't happen by draft, we could be looking at June. I understand all that. But I think Joe Douglas, in talking to him in Phoenix, um, talking to Woody Johnson in Phoenix, they have their plan, and I like that they're being patient. Um, I think barring the Packers trying to come back to the table and asking for something outlandish, all sides expect this to get done. So I know it's not what Jets fans want to hear. I think Jets fans are sort of on pins and needles because until all the T's are crossed and the I's dotted, you're not going to feel – you you won't be able to exhale completely. But I actually feel good. I would would think the worst thing for the Jets to do is panic and say, we'll give you whatever we want, just give us this quarterback. Like, it has to be within reason. 
Kmart earlier in the week, Bill Belichick got a little chippy when he was questioned by reporters in Arizona. And Robert Kraft had an interesting response to some of the comments that Belichick made. So I need you to keep it a buck with us. Belichick getting short on time in Foxborough? He should. He <laughs> And I'm a big Bill Belichick fan. And I actually like the fact that he expressed, he was talking with some ego. Like, he was talking about, like, check my tape. Like, ask about me. <laughs> I love that energy. As you know, Chris and Chris, you know that I love that energy. Um, but in all fairness, you may be the greatest coach of all time. But what we've seen the last few years is you are not the greatest GM thus far of all time. Mm-mm. So when you have the draft, the draft history, that, the recent draft history that they have, on top of the judge, Matt Patricia, confusion and you have Mac Jones taking a step back um, in a second year there are, it's fair to have questions about about Bill Belichick you give him some leeway because he's the greatest of all time but I would think he's 19 what is he 19 away from Don Shula mm-hmm. like you have to I think two years is fair like if we don't see the Patriots pl- play a lot better and win more games than they won last year like the seat should be hot it should be flaming hot coming into next year because that's Robert Kraft cannot wait. Like, he's thinking about his legacy. He's getting older. He wants to make sure that, um, you know, when he, you know, steps aside and he leaves this game, like, his team, he's one of the greatest owners of all time. And the Patriots losing, that's something we're not used to seeing because we're so used to being spoiled by Tom Brady and Belichick for so many years. It's been, it's been I don't want to say bleak, but it's been a little disappointing since then. Kmart, great stuff as usual. Get some sleep. Thank you, guys. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces, come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Up next, one head coach in the league really trying very hard to temper expectations for his young quarterback. That's a mistake. It's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. There was a little bit of an oddity this week in between all of the Lamar Jackson madness and... Well, the continued, you know, Aaron Rodgers madness. <laughs> just America God. held hostage. You know, those things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Um, just go ahead. I don't remember what date number we up to. None of us do. 
79 is the date number that we're up to, Canty. But Mm -hmm. it was odd, I thought at least, that Matt LaFleur, when it came to Jordan Love, did not want to set any expectations on him. Now, it's not necessarily odd that he wouldn't want to do that, but I kind of felt like it was a little bit unnecessary to do it. Here's LaFleur, the Packers head coach this week. You know, it is what it is, and at the same time, we're excited about Jordan and how, how he's been able to progress. We all have to kind of temper our expectations. Um, it's going to be a process. He's come a long way, quite frankly, fooling ourselves if we think he's going to go out there and perform at a level of to the likes of what Aaron Rodgers. Here's the thing. Mm. Do you really even need to say that? Because we've yeah, seen a couple. you kind of do. You kind of do. All right. Well, we've seen already uh, earlier this year, not just in the uh, poll that Wilde and Tosh ran on ESPN Milwaukee about fans who were basically sick and tired of Aaron Rodgers, but they also know they haven't seen Jordan Love and it's year five. I don't know that there's going to be a ton of massive expectations by Packer fans for Jordan Love to go out there and play great because either A, he plays well and he's their guy, or B, He's not, and we go draft a quarterback next year. I, I don't think anybody's going to be screaming and yelling, we gave up Aaron Rodgers for this? Well, I, I think what happens is fans have the tendency to view Jordan Love through the lens of what we saw Aaron Rodgers early on and what we saw from Brett Favre when he became the full-time starter after that trade from with the Atlanta Falcons. I, I think it's a situation where – you moved on from an MVP, Super Bowl winning quarterback with your franchise, and the hopes would be continued success and stability at the most important position in all of team sports. That's what Packers fans have become accustomed to over the last three decades. So you're hoping that Jordan Love is the next guy in this line of succession between Brett Favre and, and now. So I... I I understand why Matt LaFleur came out and said what he said, because people undoubtedly are going to want to measure Jordan Love against what we saw in 2008, Rodgers' first full season as the starter, where he threw for over 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, and had a quarterback rating of 94. Like that That's what, that's what the bar is, and I think Matt LaFleur is trying to temper that just a little bit, especially given the current climate when it comes to young quarterbacks having success in our league. Think about Jordan Love's draft class, big fella. You had Joe Burrow. You had Justin Herbert. You had Tua. You had Jalen Hurts. Sandwiched in between Hurts and Burrow, Jordan Love is right in there. What are you going to do? We've seen all those other guys get get their teams to the postseason. What are you going to do? And so I think that, that becomes a little bit of the litmus for Jordan Love, and, and I think Matt LaFleur is trying to be reasonable and have fans take a rational view of what they, what they can expect from Jordan Love in 2023. Well, number one, if, fact, if Packer fans are expecting to get the exact same thing from Jordan Love that they got from Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, that's just remarkably unfair. And I, and I like to think that they're a little bit smarter than that. Number two, uh, I think Packer fans are so happy to rid themselves of Aaron Rodgers at this point with all of his drama and and the divide that he has basically caused out there that however Jordan Love plays, they're not expecting to win this year anyway. So this is a find-out type season. If he's the guy, great. We'll be very enthused by that. If he's not, okay, well, we're in a position to go and draft somebody 
this coming year. So that to me is ridding themselves of Aaron Rodgers at this point after the last few years. Can't eat. That feels like the most important thing right now. I hear where you're coming from. I would ask you this question. Mm. What do the Packers do with Jordan Love's fifth year option? They have to make that decision in May. What do yeah. you do? I, personally? What do you do? He hasn't played yet. I wouldn't pick it up. And okay. here's why. Canty, if, I, if he goes out, this is the same discussion that we had around Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. If he goes out and plays well, we'll work out a long-term deal or we'll tag you. If he doesn't play well, we're ready to move on. That tag's going to be very expensive. I understand, but even it's not going to be thirty-two and a half million dollars. I can promise you that. All right. Well, if it's let's say the non-exclusive is at like thirty-seven, it's still yeah. manageable. Okay, it's still manageable. That's that's my point. Is like I think the fifth-year option on the quarterback is a little bit on the overrated side if you don't have your answer as of yet. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to I don't want to find myself in a position where I do have to pay 20 plus million for a guy that I know is not the guy. That I don't have any interest in doing. Well, you don't have any idea, but we just saw a franchise that doesn't have any idea about their quarterback for a different reason in Miami exercise the fifth year option on Tua. So it's really interesting to see how the Packers handle that and I think that will give us some insight into Matt LaFleur's true confidence level about what Jordan Love is going to be this upcoming season. Kenty Carlin, ESPN Radio. You're never going to believe who's getting the blame now for Lamar Jackson. It's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.